social media land. This is Grace and Faith Fellowship. We're coming to you with our weekly messages. We thank you for just listening to us and thank you for those who like this message and also share this message. And we want to continue to encourage you to do that to your family members, your friends. Um, if this word, if the word of God is helping you that we're preaching, we just want to be a blessing to the community and things. And so we're always glad to share the word of God with you. And it gave us great pleasure to come to you every weekend to share the word of God. But we've been talking about this series, Drifting. I want God would have been dealing me on people who are drifting. Maybe you're saved. Maybe you um, accept you Christ your prayer Savior, but you are drifting. You are, you've drifted away from God. Maybe you don't even realize it. Because the one thing about, I've learned, even with a boat, um, a boat can drift away from the shore, and you don't even realize how far you've gotten away from it. You know, if it doesn't have a good anchor, or maybe you go down to the bottom of the boat, and you fall asleep, and then you wake up, and you find yourself so far away from the shore. And that's happened. I've heard people say that. You know, it just it slowly drifts away without you really even noticing, it, without you really even paying attention. You know, the boat had just drifted away because the anchor wasn't good, or maybe you had no anchor at all. And so, therefore, we in talking about drifting maybe you're not even aware that you're drifting maybe because the enemy has a way of deceiving us they're thinking that yeah we okay we do this and we're doing a certain thing we're still doing some religious things but you drifted away and last week we were talking about different things that you need to do in order to keep from drifting and the first thing we dealt with last week was prayer how prayer keeps us from from drifting, how prayer keeps us connected with God, having a conversation with him and having this intimate relationship with him so that we constantly stay in tune so God can speak to us and show us where we're drifting away or if we're getting too far from him or we're, we're not doing something that he, he wants us to do. So prayer was the first thing we talked about. It is important that you have a intimate prayer life with Jesus so that he, you can communicate, he can talk to you and he can speak to you about different areas of your life so that you can stay connected to him. Because that's really important in order to be effective in the body of Christ, in order to be successful in this life. It's not just about missing hell, but it's about staying connected to Jesus and being all that God called you to be. So, and I want to read the foundation of scripture that we that what it says here in Hebrews second chapter verse one. I'm going to be talking from or this this translation is from the New Living Translation. It says we must listen very carefully to the truth we've heard, or we may drift away from it. So it's important that you listen to what I'm saying, and everything I say is backed up with the Word of God that you listen to the truth of God's word and so that you don't drift away because you can grow, the Bible talk about dull of hearing. So, you know, you get things come in your life, you get distracted and you find yourself have drifted away from God or you don't even realize how far you're away from God because the enemy can deceive you. 
And so tonight we're going to talk about community. In order to keep from drifting, you got to have community. What is community? Community is when you gather, you have people um, around you. This is why I always encourage your ministry. You got to get involved in ministry. You got to have a church on. You got to be a part of a ministry because that's what community is. Okay. You need a community of people that keep you connected, that holds you accountable. It makes you responsible. People that you can talk to, people that you can pray with. Okay. So it's important. Community is important. Because we see a lot. I see a lot now people who have no longer go to church. And one of the things um, that the pandemic did is it, it kind of um, really, what's the word I want to say, uh, gave us an excuse to not be, you know, be a part of community because we can watch online or social media like you're watching me right now. And I'm not against that, but it wasn't meant to replace community. So let's let's get into this. So we we we've heard we've never been so easily connected as species as we are right now. Uh, we can know seemingly everything about anyone simply by swiping through a couple of apps on the phone. See, and so we're talking about social media. You know, you can just get on your app on the phone and swipe and learn things about people and the news come through your phone. Everything's come to your your devices now. And at the same time, though, we have never been more deeply lonely than we are right now. That's because liking a post or flipping through some someone's story does not give us the same level of connection we were designed for. We, we, we are hardwired as social creatures and we crave real closeness with at least a few trusted people. Uh, unfortunately, that kind of community takes work and takes risks. It is safe and easy to engage with a bunch of people on social media, but it is difficult and messy to really dig in and get to know and be known by a few close friends. So social media is big, once again. And thank God for social media. And let's not say I'm coming through you to your devices now. And you get to, you know, look at it anytime you want. You can hear sermons and hear your, your pastor preach on social media, Facebook you know, uh, YouTube, whatever you look at, Twitter, you know, Instagram, all those things. Thank God for that. But what has happened is that we've be, we've come so used to this, we think that this has replaced closeness. And as I said to you, we can, um, we were designed to connect. This is where we, to, with people. This is how we God created. We're social beings, okay? That's why during the pandemic, you know, when there was this social distancing and people had to, we had to stay home. And a lot of people had a lot of, it was a lot of mental sickness back then because why? We wasn't created to lock ourselves in and not fellowship. You couldn't go to the cookout. You couldn't go fellowship with your loved one. Um, there was even this thing where you couldn't even, if your loved one passed away, you couldn't even go um see them get buried, you know what I'm saying? It was just really difficult for some people. Somebody close to you, but you couldn't go, or just a few people could go, you know, to see your loved one and passed on. And so it was difficult. So we are designed, it says here, um, just because liking a few posts through someone's store doesn't 
does not give us the same level of connection we design for. It's not going to give you the same connection on social media. Okay, it's not going to give you the same connection. But we we were hardwired. We were hardwired for closeness, for to have the connection with people. This is what we were designed to do. So if you have found yourself just have dissing yourself, you on social media. Now we see people get catfished, which when catfish is when you know. Uh, you really people are posting themselves on social media to be someone that they're not, you know, and people get tricked and they see and they're thinking that, you know what, they and they built this closeness on social media, but the person is nothing like they look. So it's just all kinds of stuff. And so but but real com, uh, community takes work. OK, real community takes some work and, it, and it's risky. It's risky because guess what? You know, when we engage, it says it's safe to and easy to engage with a bunch of people on social media. That's safe. You're playing it safe right now. Okay, but 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 it can get difficult and messy when we really dig in and get to know somebody. Why? Because relationship can be messy. Okay, and I understand when we're talking about church and ministries, it can get messy. Why? Because you dealing with all kinds of people from all walks of life or different personalities. You know, things get messy. Trying to get used to somebody, trying to everybody has flaw. Because maybe you left the ministry, left church, and you and you know what? You may have a legitimate reason why you may have been hurt, disappointed. You saw some things that was not uh, of God, and I've been in those ministries too. Okay, ministry can get messy. It's tough because you're trying to get used to people and people can be difficult. Why? Because all of us are flawed people. And see, and, and I want to talk to the person who's no longer want to go to church or criticize the church. Maybe you're saved, you're critical, very critical of the church. Well, guess what? And you may say, and we've heard um well, you know what? There's hypocrites in the church, and I don't want to be involved in the church. You know, and there's phony people in the church. Well, guess what? I, I want to say this to you that there are phony people on your job. There are hypocrites on your job, but you go to work every day. Okay, uh, you go to work every single day. Why? But why do you go to work? Why? What's your motivation? You're motivated for money. Okay, you're motivated by money. You got to make a living. You got to pay bills and that's your motivation. Well, when it comes to ministry, it's the same thing. You got hypocrites. You got people doing things, you know, that's not supposed to be done. And you see people not be what they say. But guess what? What's your motivation has to be? Love. And we're going to deal with that. Love has to be your motivation, even in a messy situation. Love has to be your motiv motivation on what we're talking about. This agape love, unconditional love that comes only through Jesus Christ. So I'm not um, want to minimize your pain or your experience or what you experienced in ministry or being in a group, whatever you do. I'm not minimizing that you was hurt. But guess what? It, it can be risky. It can be difficult. But you still, you know, can find somewhere God has a place for you to go where you can get ministered to and make a connection with people. And uh, because why wow, we, we are meant to learn from each other and build from each other. And so this is what I want to encourage tonight. Don't, um, 
don't just uh what's the word i want to use don't push away ministry and connection because you've been hurt you experience or you hear a lot of things you see a lot of things yes you want to see that and it's been here this is nothing new we've seen this all throughout history even during jesus time the church was messy okay but jesus didn't walk away from the church why because it's part of you and i want to explain church and church is not just a building churches is a body of believers and we've got to learn how to coexist together even when i didn't person even when i false even with our flaws and learn how to do effective ministry why because if we don't what's going to happen well you're going to drift away you need people i want you even though i know somebody said and you've heard the thing that says you know what uh, all i need is jesus well you know what that's not correct that's not correct when God created us, he created us to be social beings. He told Adam, he says, it's not good for you to be alone. That's what he told Adam. And so he made him a help me. He made Eve. So it's not good for man to be alone. It's not good for you to be alone. And I say, he said, yeah, I believe in God. Maybe you do. Maybe you're saved. But you need to connect with a group of believers. A place where you can go and have people pray for you. So it says, but we, because we naturally gravitate to us, it is what is easy. Authentic relationship is another thing we can quickly drift away from. See, we we're so easy um, gravitate to what's easy. See, that's the thing. You've been hurt. Maybe you've been experience and seeing a lot of things it's so easy for you to walk away from things where well, i just be by myself i just you know be my thing and i believe god and you know what uh, hey i'm saved and i'm on one way to heaven you know what i don't need the church i don't need people well that's the trick of the enemy he's deceiving you because and then so you you are gravitated towards easy because you know what you don't you don't like the messy and don't get me wrong i that I'm going to be honest and say the church, we have in some cases haven't done a good job of keeping the enemy from messing up things, the unity that we have. And maybe the, the leadership in that ministry that you was a part of didn't good job, didn't do a good job. And I've experienced that myself. But the thing I want to encourage you tonight is just because one place didn't work for you, or maybe two places didn't work, or three places didn't work for you, doesn't mean that something is wrong with ministry you can't find a place where you know what you can god can use you and you you can have people minister to you and be what god called you to be because here's the thing about it, you know and my dad said this he said if you find the perfect church don't join it because you will mess it up so there are no perfect ministry but there are ministries out there with leadership that do a great job in keeping things minimized and if something gets out try to get out of hand they do a great job and says, no, not here. We're not going to do this. So there are no perfect church. And then I want to say this to you is that you, you maybe you're very critical of ministries and pastors. And well, guess what? You know what? That's not good because you got issues too. And I want to encourage you that all of us got issues. You're flawed just like they're flawed. You know, you got things going on. You've messed up just like they've messed up. And so the thing is, people always say, you, if you point one finger, you got four pointing back at you. And so we've got to um, be careful. I'm not saying don't say what's wrong and say 
what's going on. But we got to be careful not to get in a place like we talking about here where, you know what, you feel like that you are better than anybody else. And so you no longer want to be a part of community. You no longer want to be a part of ministry. You know, you no longer want to be a part of a church because, you know what, everybody got issues in this past. And you can point the finger. And it's so easy to do that. But guess what? There's stuff going on in your life that people can point out, too. And so we got to be very, very careful not to get in place because this is what's called. If you're in that mindset, there's a good chance that you've drifted away. That you, you're drifting away. I want to you know, let you know you drifted away. You drifted away from the body of Christ. You drifted away into a place and the enemy has got you to a place where, hey, when you're talking about your body. You know, think about it. If you're critical of, of the church, then you're criticizing your own body because you're part of body believers. Then that's your that's your family. And so, but if you don't put in the effort to connect with people, to talk with them about meaningful things, to find to find out how they're really doing, to pray for and with them, you'll find yourself drifting into isolation. And so this is, if you don't put forth enough, so this takes effort. This is not going to happen by mistake. Community takes effort, making connection with people. Because if you don't, you're going to find yourself drifting in isolation. And that's what the enemy wants. Because my dad always says, he says, he gave an analogy of with, you know, when you cook with coal, charcoal. He said, you take one charcoal out from all the rest of the hot. He said, eventually it's going to cool off. It's going to cool off. And that's the same thing with people who are not connected in community. You know, if you're not among believers and you take yourself out of that, that's what you're going to cool off. Once again, it doesn't mean you're not saved. doesn't mean that you're not going to go to heaven. But you know what? I've learned that ministry is more. Salvation is more. Your relationship with Jesus Christ is more than just, you know what? I got a ticket to heaven. It is about relationship. It's about ministry. It is about reaching people for Jesus Christ. It's about maturity in the body of Christ so that God can use your gifts and talents so that you can be a blessing to the world, the world he's called us to reach. So so you may be hyper-connected online, but deep in your gut, you feel lonely. Okay, and so and there are people you maybe you you feel lonely, you feel disconnect. Maybe you're a person, maybe you're not saved. You say, I feel lonely. You need people. You need to connect with some believers that can help you. Maybe you've experienced a, a, a hard loss in your life. You need to connect with ministry because guess what? Here's the thing about community. There may be somebody in that group, in that ministry that have went through the same thing you went through. And you need to hear somebody's testimony. You need to hear somebody's um, be a witness of what you're going, somebody to minister to you, somebody to pray with you while you're going through. So that's why I said, you know, we, well, I don't need nobody. You trying to be strong enough for yourself. No, people, you need somebody that can minister to you, need to encourage you, to show you how they made it through. This is why... Community is so important. You need, you know, to have somebody that you can text, somebody you can call, okay, somebody you can connect with, 
Okay, you need that. Because God called because otherwise you're going to drift away. You're going to drift away. You're going to drift away from God and you're going to find yourself trying to do life on your own. Do life on your own. And you know what? You Strength, the Bible says, we get strength from each other. Where there's unity, it says there is strength. We get strength from each other. So when you disconnect from the body, when you disconnect, when you disconnect from community, then you're going, you're going to gonna lack strength. You're not going to be strong. You need somebody else. You need somebody to put their arms around you when you hurt, when you lost a close friend or close love on your mom, your dad, or somebody. You need somebody to pray with you, to lay hands on you when you doctor tells you you have cancer and they give you a certain amount of time to live. You need to be around the gifts of the body of Christ. Where the scripture says here, call the elder church and let them lay hands on you. That's what you need. But if you're not in community, if you're not around people, you've disconnected from people, then you can't get ministered to. And this is, I'm so passionate about this because this is, I believe we've gotten away from this. We've gotten so with with our devices and things that we can watch on our desktops and 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 tablets and and phones and the technology is so wonderful. And I said once again, thank God for all that. It is a blessing, but it also can be if you if it does not use in the right way, the enemy can use those things to take you away from God to tell you you don't need people. And there are people, and that's one thing that the pandemic did is that through the fear of you know getting disease from people, and people are still dealing with that now. Uh, people don't even come out and shop with their groceries anymore. I work at I work at Costco and, you know, people won't even come out because they're fearful. You know, so they've come up with things like Instacart and Uber Eats because people are afraid of getting sick. And and there's a fear in the land, you know, of diseases. And so but yet at the same time, I understand that. But there's a disconnect. Now I feel like I no longer and you can get so comfortable in that setting that you begin to disconnect and drift away. And I encourage the believers, you know, once again, you know, thank God that you're watching me on social media. Praise God that you can do that because we can use these devices and, and different medias to reach the world, reach the laws for Jesus Christ. But don't get so comfortable with these this type of media that you don't find a place to connect, make a real connection with people and get to know them and and minister to them and, and be able to touch one another and to speak to them and to see each other in person is still important, even though we live in this time. You know, don't allow your fear to keep you from connecting with community because guess what? You're going to drift away. And whether you realize, you may say, Well, I'm fine, I'm doing good, you know, everything's going good, and things, and it may seem, and you may. You know, physically, things may look okay, but you know what? Spiritually, you're drifting. You no longer have the hunger for the word of God. You no longer have a hunger to minister to people. Why? Because the enemy has um, tricked us into thinking that we need no longer need community. Okay? So I want to lift up a few scriptures tonight, because a couple of scriptures. 
that deals with this. And I'm first I'm going to lift up Romans 12, 14 through 16. I'm once again I'm reading from the New Living Translation. And I want to read this. Here's what it says: it says, Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Be happy with those who are happy. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. And don't think you know it all. See, listen to this. It says, bless those who persecute you. Okay, bless those who persecute you. Okay, so this is the part, you know, so this is part of what I said, what ministry can be messy. And so you may experience some persecution, but he said, what did it tell us to do? Bless those. Be a blessing that curses. Don't curse those. So don't curse them, but pray that God will bless them. Once again, ministry can be messy, but here's he, Paul, I mean, not excuse me, Paul gives us the answer. You got to bless them. And I know you can't do that in the natural. You can't do that in the natural. It takes the power of the Holy Spirit to be able to do this. It says, be happy for those who are happy. This is, how, this is what community, when you get people, be happy with somebody, when they God blesses them, when they get a blessing, when God delivers them and set free. Yes, you, you, that's when we come together to celebrate. It says, weep with those who weep. Okay? So it's talking about, hey, when we... Somebody has a loss in their life, whatever that is. You're supposed to weep with them, share with them in that loss, you know, be encouraging to them. But it says live in harmony with each other. So what did, why did Paul say this? Because he said sometimes, what, ministry get messy. Sometimes we're going to have a little conflict. But don't be afraid of conflict, okay? It's okay we disagree. But just because you disagree with somebody doesn't mean that you check out and say, I won't no longer deal with you. No, just agree to disagree and still love that brother and sister. It says, don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. See, this is the thing is you got to come together. Don't be so proud. Don't you, you maybe you're self-righteous because you know what? I don't need anybody. I don't need nobody praying for me. I can pray for myself. No, now you become too proud. And what about Bible said pride comes before fall? It comes before fall. Why? Because now you think you should pride. says, don't you don't think you know it all? I love that. I love that. It says, don't think you know it all. You don't know everything. You don't have the answers to everything. And see, and I'll get it wrong, you know, there may be times where I felt like I was a know-it-all. I had to learn though, but I don't know everything. I heard somebody said, if you're the smartest person in your circle, then your circle is too small. Your circle, you should know everything about everything. You don't have all the answers. You don't always have it right. You know, I heard George Myers says, nobody got it all right. You come to ministry, no pastor. You may see pastors that you disagree with, and that's okay. You may disagree with how they interpret the scripture, how they explain the scripture. That's okay. You may be in a ministry where, hey, you don't agree with everything they do. You're not gonna make. You may not find everything agreeable with everything, but understand you need to know what God called you to, and be able to be under somebody who, guess what? You don't agree with everything they do. You don't know it all. But one of the words I wanted this word uh, curse. The meaning it means to execrate. And execrate means. 
to protest vehemently against or denounce. It also means um, to pray against, to wish evil against a person or thing. So it says here, this isn't, we don't, you don't curse nobody. You don't speak against, you don't denounce. In other words, you don't um, speak doom or pray against or wish bad things on them. You know, just because somebody hurts you, you don't do that. So, so therefore it says, vicious talk about others actually a curse. So once again, I'm not saying you don't have, you can disagree with somebody, but when you viscerally, when you're condemning, when you're judging, and we all have been guilty of that. I've been guilty of myself. But when you're judging, you're condemning somebody because of something they did or something you don't agree with, this is, it says you're cursing them. And, and Paul was curious, says you're not supposed to be knowing that. You kind of, why? Because that may, and that may be a sign that you've drifted away. That may be a sign. Maybe you don't think that. But that's a sign maybe that you drifted away. It says, without realizing that many Christians curse others and thereby allow the devil to, to act, their access into the lives of those they are denouncing. See, the enemy has creeped in in your life because you denounce everybody. Nobody's good enough for you. You don't want to be a part of community. You don't want to be a part of ministry. And you're speaking against every pastor that or every believer that disagree with you. Every pastor that's on TV, you have something to say about them. And see, and that is what, it, so you've allowed the enemy to come in. You gave him access. You've gave him access into your life and where you realize they're not. And I know this is pretty strong, but this is true. And this is something we got to um, check ourselves on. Here's some Psalms. Um, Proverbs, excuse me, Proverbs 18.21 says, it says it, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. It says life and, life and death is in the power of your tongue. What are you speaking? You always speaking death. Okay, you always speaking. Once again, I'm not saying that you don't, if you see something wrong, say something about it. But what I'm saying with you when you're calling people false prophets and just because they disagree with you, or even if you find a preacher who has fallen, who who done something or said something that's out of the way. No, it's OK if you say that's wrong. I don't agree with you. But when you call in names and when you trying to. Um, as the word says, to denounce them or you're cursing them or you wishing bad things on them or you telling God's going to punish them. No, that's not what we're doing. That's that's speaking death. You should be praying for them, praying for believers you know that are struggling or did something wrong or have an attitude problem. You pray for them. People who get on your nerves, you got to pray for them. We should be praying for them. But it says everywhere we speak, we we speak releases either life or death. Our negative talk releases death. So your negative talk, see, that's why I said. Maybe you don't realize it, but you've drifted away because you have a lot of negative talk. You're speaking death. When we speak against others, we are actually releasing Satan against them. And God didn't call us to do that. He didn't call us to do that. You know, you don't release Satan on anybody. Once we understand this, it should make us pray this prayer like David. Here's what David said. And I want it, I'm adopting this into my life. And I want you to adopt this. You're like, 
This is what David said in the Psalms 41, 41, and 3. David says, set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth. Keep the doors of my lips. So set a watch before my mouth. So set a watch on it. Lord, check me. Okay? So I don't say the wrong things. Keep a door on my lips so I don't pronounce death or kind of curse on somebody and allow, put myself and open myself up to the enemy so I that I'm drifting away. You open yourself up to the enemy. You don't want to do that. Okay? So, and here's the last scripture for tonight. The last scripture here. Um, 1 John chapter 4, verses 11 and 12. 1 John chapter 4, verse 11 and 12. And it says, dear friends, since God loves us that much, we surely must, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us and his love is brought to full expression in us. Wow, this is, so here we talking about love. So in order of community, what is community? When I say community can be messy. So how, how do we deal with that? It says here, since God loves us so much, we should ought to love each other. We're talking about unconditional, supernatural God pay love. And it takes the work of the Holy Spirit. I've learned I can't, and the Holy Spirit doesn't give me the power to do it. I can't do it because I can't do anything in the, the supernatural. I can't love like God. I can't forgive like God only forgive. Okay. I can't do the thing that God called me to do if I'm not walking in, learning how to walk in, allowing the Holy Spirit to give me the power to do this because you can't do this in the natural. I'm just gonna let you know that you maybe you're trying to do this in the natural, and you know what? It's a it's a it is a constant renewing of your mind every day to walk in love, because I know for a fact we all you and me experience um, different things on a daily basis where the enemy is coming against you. People cut us off on traffic. You know, you're dealing with co-workers that can be difficult. You're dealing with family members can be difficult. In your marriage, there can be some some conflict and struggle with your kids and things. And you know what? I need to know how to love like God loves. And so it says, since God loves us that much. So when you get a revelation, how, how much God loves you with all your flaws, with all your faults, with all the mistakes you made on a consistent basis, the things that you wrong. That's why I said, we got to learn how to look at ourselves. When you begin to say how God loves me in spite of what I'm doing, I did this and I did this. Take a, a snapshot of the stuff that you've done and that you're still doing. But yet God still loves you. He still cares for you. He still wants you, you know, and, and that's that's the revelation. That, to me, as I'm thinking about that blows my mind. So I'm, I'm learning how to look at myself and you need to. Look at yourself and look at all the things that I'm still doing wrong. But God loves me. And when you understand that, you want to be a part of community. And when you understand that, then you on your way back from drifting from God. You begin to draw closer to him and you find yourself praying for people um, in your life, in your ministry, in your family that are difficult, that are 
you know, call them problems. And and, and sometimes people are hard to love. But it goes on to say, you know, it says, since God loves us so much, we should ought to love each other. It says here, no one has ever seen God. You've never seen him. But yet you love him. You say, you either for you say, I love God. Why? Loving God is easy. Because he's always faithful. He's always kind. He's always uh, consistent. He's always been there for us. Even when we messed up, he has always been there for us. He's compassionate. He has self-control. He's kind. He's affectionate. You know, he's all those things. He's gentle toward us. So God is easy to love when you look at all who he is. But you've never seen him. He says, but if we love each other, guess what? God lives in us. His love is brought to full expression in us. See, that's what we want. We want, it's not just enough to love. I love what it says here. We want love to be brought to full expression in us. What does that mean to me? That means you want love to, to grow. It'll come to full maturity. See, maybe your love right now is just a seed. See, love starts out, everything starts out in the seed. But just like everything else, <coughs> excuse me, you know, like it has to grow, it has to mature. And you, as you, how do we do that? By renewing your mind with the word of God and allowing the Holy Spirit to do a work in you in that area that you're struggling. So you, maybe you're drifting, you're drifting away. If you're doing that, if we, if you're doing what Paul talked about in Romans 12, where you're, you're cursing people. But instead of but he carried us to to bless people who persecute. If you're speaking curses over, over their life, then you know, good sign. This is a good indication that you've drifted away from God. Now you need to get back close to him and show him how show let him show you how to love the unlovable, how to love those people that hurt you. So let me say this, and we'll finish up with this. It's that if God loved us when we didn't deserve it then we should love others who don't deserve his love. Let me say that one more time. If God loves you when you didn't deserve it, then you should love others who don't deserve your love. God loved us when we didn't deserve it. Okay. He still loved us. He says, this Bible says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Romans, I believe Romans 5 and 8. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You didn't deserve to be loved. You didn't deserve, but what, guess what? He didn't disconnect from you. He didn't, God still was there for you. You didn't deserve. We don't, nobody, none of us deserve his love. Even now, you don't deserve his love. I, want, I just want to let you know, maybe, you know, you go to church and maybe you're trying to live a righteous life and maybe you're, you know what? You think you're doing pretty good. And see, one of the things that we do is that we begin to look at our lives and compare it to somebody else's life. And if they're not where we were, we are right now, then we condemn them. Or we look at the pastor who's maybe preaching something that we don't agree with. And you know what? We think, well, I'm better than you are. So you know what? You don't understand the scripture like I understand the scripture. So you, you're not worthy of my um, being a part of your ministry. Or you're not worried. And so therefore, you're out there on your own 
And maybe you're sitting home on Sunday morning or whatever day you go to church and you say, you know what, I don't need them because this pastor ain't no good and this ministry ain't no good and this ministry ain't no good. Well, I come in, you know, you, your mindset, your thinking is wrong. And you're in a place of self-righteousness. And I want to let you know you're drifting away. You know, what all preachers do is just take your money, all ministers. And in some cases, that's true. In some cases, some pastors are wrong. In some cases, and if, you, you, if you're in a ministry with the pastor, then I encourage you, I would say a prayer about it. You may, want, you may have to leave, but don't go and stay home. Don't ask God to lead you somewhere where you can fulfill, uh, fulfill the plan he has on your life and do what he called you to do. There is a place out there, okay? It ain't a perfect place, but it's a place where God um, will place you. And think is, God, whenever God places somewhere, here's what I learned. He sent you there to help. Okay, if there may be a problem there that you may have the answer to that problem. Okay, there maybe there's a gifting or a talent or there's something that you can bring to that ministry to help fix that problem. So don't just talk, point the finger and talk about the problem. Try to ask God, how can I be an answer to this problem? Show me how I can be an answer to this problem. Because hey, he's calling you to fix that problem. Their ministry needs you. They need your gifting. They need your talent. They need your presence. And we're going to continue on this next week because I, I, I want to talk about why next week I'm going to talk about why you should go to church. I really want to break down. We're going to show you scripture why you should be a part of a ministry, whatever prayer group, whatever, you should be a part of community. You need to be a part of community because if you're not, then, then like I said, once again, there's a high chance that you drifted away from God. So let me pray for you. Father God, in the name of you, we thank you. And we bless your name. We give you all the glory and honor and pray. We thank you for every ear that have heard your word on tonight. And God, I thank you that you're speaking to people right now who have drifted away and God, you're calling them back to the fold, to ministry, to the body of Christ so that you can use them to be a blessing and use this gifts, God, because understand God, you, you need, let help them understand that you need everybody, that they have been given things that, that the body of Christ need, how everyone is unique, how you said we are fearfully, wonderfully made. And I thank you that you're speaking. Holy Spirit, speak to that person right now. Minister to their heart. Minister to their hurt that they've, they've hurt, that they've experienced. And that, and thank you for healing taking place right now, God. And I ask that you would just show them the place where you called them to be so they can be a blessing to the world and to the body. And I give you all the praise and glory in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Once again, thank you for listening. We're going to be back again with you next week. I'm like, I'm really excited about um, this series because I feel in my spirit that many believers who have drifted away, you know, maybe you don't realize you've drifted away, but you've drifted away and God needs you to get back into community where you can be blessed and you can be a blessing. And so we are continuing with this, talking about community next week. And once again, thank you for listening. And we'll see you again next week. Bye-bye.